Is this a defensive team, and how good is this defense right now? This is totally not a defensive team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just not at all right. We don't believe you, because we the people. I, I think he's still Kirk. You like that, Cousins. Not Kirk. Ooh-wee, Cousins, for now. <laughs> yeah. we'll see. The ramen noodle. The simple voodoo. It's so maniacal, reliable, the pull of juju. Once again, challenging the family-based uh, values of this program, but go ahead. I'm sure it was That was nice kind of stream-of-consciousness notes right there. Look at us and signs with it. Don't try to rhyme with it. VH1 has a show that you can waste your time with. Guilty pleasure, take the edge of reality. And for a salary, I'll probably do that just sporadically. The OG Welcome into Burgundy Blogcast, the official blogcast of Burgundy Blog, run by my man Brent. Burgundy Blogcast brought to you by SeatGeek. Use the promo code Burgundy. We'll talk more about it later. But Brent, right now I've got to hear your one word to describe today's victory for Washington over Minnesota. What is it? Today, my one word descriptor for this victory is maturity maturity all right i like that and i'm sure i I can see some of the elaboration but i'd like to hear more of yours the first thing i want to talk about is are the redskins a uh, a defensive team this was another yet another i should say not just another yet another as they like to say in uh, the cliche sports world yet another second half shutout right you probably have you probably have the official number of what it was but is this a defensive team and how good is this defense right now this is totally not a defensive team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just not at all right. What? But how, how many how many shutouts do they have in the second half? Uh, they may. I don't know if they've all been shutouts, but they've got five wins now, and definitely the common theme in their victories is second half is shutouts. Very good defense in the second half. Yeah, yeah. It might be. It might be all of them. I don't know. Um, I don't know how they're doing it. It doesn't quite make sense. When you watch, you know that they're not a defensive team. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Well, we may be back to the days where, like, bye weeks have all been settled out. The Panthers aren't playing on the West Coast. We may be back to a Sunday where I saw less of the Washington game. So Ah, uh, Yeah. So, so tell me exactly why, if you watch today's game, you would say they're not a defensive team if they've gave up 20 points, I think, and zero in the second half. Why is that not a defensive team? Uh, and you've added me as just a box score guy. Although, <laughs> no, I, I had the game on. We actually did have, uh, because the Panthers were on CBS, because they were playing an AFC team, we had the uh, the Redskins on, on Fox. So I did have the game on mute, but sort of, again, divided attention. So... Why? Why do you say it's not a good defensive team? Well, the question is zero points. The question is reasonable. I mean, I mean, you're right. As we've established, there's a there's a there's a, obviously a strong correlation here between, um, well, not giving up as many points in the second half and winning games. The the talent on the Redskins is clearly heavily weighted towards the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, you know, so that that's pretty much indisputable. Now, when when the defense manages to sort of scheme up the right combination in the second half. It's very effective, but it's but it's um, typically, uh, and I think even today with 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 pitching a second half shutout, it's much more of a bend but don't break sort of um, 
approach and you know when it works that's great I'm okay with that yeah no I, I mean you're right I'm not trying to hate when it works it works but you know it's it's like you, it's this sort of constant feeling that they're always on the precipice of falling off you know so okay. um, it, it feels very tenuous I mean again you know another one score victory um, you know really the defense was, was pretty good for the whole game with the exception of like the last 8 to 10 minutes of the second quarter um that's when all the all of Minnesota's scoring happened. They they just they just went on this binge of three touchdowns in like literally six or seven minutes or something. So it was kind of a perfect storm happening right there. Outside of that, I mean, the defense was good, but no, the Redskins are definitely not a defensive team. They're trying they're trying to score enough to hang on, and you know, five times so far it's worked. God, you sound like a downer, which I guess may be. A no, team. I'm not down at all. This is, this is a very exciting game. I'm actually, I'm, I came, I came. Hey, my one word was very positive. Obviously, maturity, not pejorative. Maturity. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll we'll go to that. Some maybe maybe it's just a general theme in Washington right now. All right, but here's what I want: <laughs> when when you post this podcast, because we know you know somewhere is unscientific, but roughly somewhere between 65 and 80% of the Redskins team follows you on Twitter. I want, when you post this podcast, I want you to say, this is not a good defensive team right now. And let's see which defensive players. No, come, Hey, hey, that's not the question you asked me. I'm not, I wouldn't even go that far. I wouldn't say that they're a necessarily a bad no, defensive team, but no, you, you asked me a question you. about their identity and it's, it's clearly an All offensive right. team. We got Jamissi Smith and rubbing on a little kitten Dreaming up a world that's equal for women with no division what were you going through as a fan when it went from, wow, this is everything we want Washington to be, especially, again, cliche, coming off a bye week yeah. with Cousins, uh, you know, great drives to start to open the game, and then all of a sudden the, the momentum shift that you mentioned uh, in the second quarter. What, what was it like as a fan, and, and uh, sort of how does it embody the, the Redskins right now? Well, definitely for those few minutes, it, it certainly felt like, and I was seeing a lot on Twitter of, same old Redskins, here we go, we can see where this one's going. It was really weird. I mean, they really were, uh, I, t- I tweeted and felt that they were firing on all cylinders for the first quarter plus. I mean, both, you know, really all, I mean, I guess special teams was kind of quiet, but offense and defense, were, it was just clicking big time. And it looked like they were going to run away with it, but we should have known better because they never, ever, ever do, especially when the Redskins go up, you know, 14 nothing. it seems to be like, almost a kiss of death like I mean I guess they overcame <laughs> overcame right. that lead uh, you know in in this case but um, <laughs> it felt like it was slipping away I really didn't know what to expect with them coming out in the second half uh, Cousins made a made a pretty nice statement on the first on his first drive of the second half they didn't score a touchdown but he came out pretty sharp and it led a nice uh, scoring drive so um, you know and that, that goes you know that's why I said that my word was maturity because I think first of all they came out focused I mean I, I love I love an, an early lead they scored uh, they had nice drives and touchdowns on both of their first possessions, and the defense was swarming. So they they came out with a purpose. They came out with you know knowing what they were going to do, and they did it. So that, I love that. And then you know it it started to like slip away very rapidly and could have gone haywire, but they fixed it. You know they went in and for all the talk we we always have about second half adjustments, and you can you can I don't know it's debatable whether that that really is a thing, but. Uh, they regrouped, they got their composure, they came back out, and they really pretty much dominated the second half. They only scored 12 points, but four scoring drives, uh, you know, they, they figured it out. And it, it looked like that was that was a game that would have easily and quickly gotten out of hand in, in um, you know, three, four years ago. But, um, but, you know, they know how to win that game now against a team that, granted, now is on a four-game losing streak, but 
Um, you know, in their offense, eh, okay, it does kind of suck. But a very talented defense, a very well-coached team um, with high aspirations, and, and uh, you know, they pulled it out. I think that's not same old Redskins. That's progress. So they're, they're maturing. Um, yeah, expound. You just used the word mature again. Use maturity as your one-word description. Uh, flesh that out a little bit more why you're using that as your one word today. Well, you know, there's the offense has been talented for a couple of years. Um skill guys and they've finally started recently to invest some um you know legitimate capital in their offensive line but you know it, it, until you know we, we did see it they were what six and two in the last eight games last year um so we started to see it but then you know you didn't first first half of this year we didn't really know what, what we were going to get out of them and it's mixed bag yada yada um i, I felt like um this this felt like a like a step forward. Now you know again, I'm sure we'll talk a little more about how well really the, the landscape of the NFL right now is such that you know you basically got the Patriots and like maybe the Cowboys and Seahawks and then it's everybody else. So I mean it, it's a total broken record that you know this this game was in many ways you know very similar to every single other game they've played this year, which means. One team gets up two scores, the other team comes roaring back, and then you know you've got a couple of drives at the very end to determine the whole thing. So that's what it was. It's really getting increasingly difficult to make sweeping conclusions about any team based on any one game. But um, you know, I, I think, like I said, team teams of the um, recent past uh, Redskins squads would have just, I think, let this not only get off the rails but stay off the rails, and they they got it together. In some ways, it was. Um, you know, n- not at all the, s- the same situation, but, you know, that, that, that game last year, the um, you liked that game when the Redskins also, that was a homecoming game, and they were in the throwbacks, and they got weight, you know, uh, down 24 points or whatever it was to Tampa. Um, you know, in this case, th- they got out to a big lead to start, but but then in, in the same way, it, it felt like it was it was sliding out of control coming into the half. And they came out, and they, they said, no, this is this is what we're capable of now. Uh, we're going to put our foot down, and they kind of took control, and they really, you know, they owned it. So um, I think I say maturity because it, it implies over 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 the span of time. I think it's a game that reflects positively on the direction of the franchise. All right. Speaking of the, you like that game? Uh, would you? I assume you saw and would like your opinion on the <laughs> ooh wee. Ooh wee. <laughs> well, what, what's your take? I don't know what you to say about one? that, other than to say, and I don't know if you got the same vibe, but I watched it a couple times. And it didn't seem entirely spontaneous. Not to say that he planned it, but didn't it yeah. seem to you like it was kind of an inside joke or something? Somebody echoed it, so I think there was like a little bit of a backstory to that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's supplanting you like that right now. No way. You, you like that was so much like it, what he wanted to say was so clear in you like that that made the, the passion behind it so great. Yeah. So I, I think he's still Kirk. You like that, Cousins, not Kirk. Ooh-wee, Cousins, for now. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. You know, you never know. Things can change. You go you go to the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, ooh-wee might be your catchphrase. You That's know? right. Um, we talked about this. This is uh, huge as far as, again, not, not to overstate one game. Like you said, there's a lot of week-to-week, a lot of, to, again, to use a baseball analogy, one-run wins right. for the Redskins. But we also talked about, especially with the bye week falling so evenly at the eight-game mark, uh, how big this was to go five, three, and one, and go one and zero oh in that third quarter. You got the Packers coming up that don't look nearly as formidable after getting blown out by the uh, 
the Titans, or I don't know what the final ends up being, but giving up a lot of points to the Titans. Yep. The Cowboys, you mentioned, seem to be in the elite class right now. And then the Cardinals, I'd say, are sort of like the Vikings, you know. Definitely a team that uh, you take 100% seriously, and because it's at Arizona, it's a little bit different. So that's just an assessment sort of uh, of the upcoming schedule. Yep. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year with SeatGeek. It's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found a shot for tickets. I could be anywhere. Just a few taps. I can find instantly seats for this weekend's game or any game all season long. Also, SeatGeek tells you the best value tickets there are, so it's not only good seats, it's a great price for them. Get $20 back when you use the SeatGeek app. Download the app. Go to the settings tab. Click add a promo code. Use the promo code BURGUNDY. That's right. Use BURGUNDY and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Use SeatGeek under the promo code BURGUNDY today. Let's go ahead and hit Brent's notes, the ever popular, um, and go through and see what we've already talked about and what I can decipher from Brent's notes. First drive, classic cuz. We talked about how they did score, I think, on their first two drives. What yeah. in particular stood out to you? Yeah, the first drive, uh, you know, he, he kind of, uh, well, they, they, um, they it was an excellent drive and a successful one ending in a touchdown and, and in fact, a touchdown pass. Uh, to Jamison Crowder, but it was like to me, sort of the classic, uh, almost a microcosm of this 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 contract conundrum with him because, you know, he had a couple sort of not so great plays. He missed a wide open Jordan Reed in the end zone, and then he threw a pretty boneheaded pass into double coverage that should have gotten picked at the goal line, and then even the the touchdown pass itself. I'm not sure if he was intending to put it six inches off the ground, but like he really didn't hit. Um, Crowder right in stride. I'm not complaining too much because hey, look at the final, you know, look at the final result. But it was like typical cuz where it's like he didn't really look that good on that drive. But here, here's his numbers. Here's the points. Um, you know, it's just it, it's it just really speaks to why he's got uh, why he's so polarizing in this difficult decision about whether whether he, there's anything special about him that's that's bringing the Redskins success or if he's just kind of there and it's happening. Can we talk about how good Jamison Crowder is and how pissed I am oh. that I uh, dropped him from fantasy early this Dang, year? Dang, he's so good. It was a roster space thing. All right, D swarming. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about, the first couple of drives there, they looked great. Joe Barry was yeah. bringing some pressure, and uh, Sam Bradford was very uncomfortable. They looked awesome at the start. VD rolling. I assume that's not the old school venereal disease. <laughs> no. no, no, but no, I, it's Vernon Davis. It's, yeah, I know, it's eighty-five. I know, I yeah. He he just looks great. I mean, what a All nice right. pickup for a bargain he was. The Cousins has a great chemistry with him. Yeah, again, this is one where I didn't get to watch as closely and see what formations they were using a lot. Is my plea for them to go two tight ends still falling on deaf ears? Or no, no, they definitely it... still do it. But like a lot, a lot of the damage done by both of them today was was uh, when they were taking turns. Well, no, I know, and and that's part of it. Is man to always have a guy that basically uh, we too big fast tight ends that are always able to go their max speed because yep. they're not playing every down. I see that. I just, I, you know, again, in, in a world where I don't think I'm smarter than any NF, any NFL coach, I would copy the smartest and Bill Belichick yep. likes to use the two tight ends. So I, I don't know. Maybe, some, maybe especially 
if you go the second time around through conference teams and you're looking for something to rake your playbook, maybe they'll use both those guys. We'll see. You know, that, that's, a, that's a really good point, Hayes. Just a little, little diversion from Brent's notes. But, like, somebody, somebody, one of my followers made a great comment about that on Twitter today because I, I, I said something to the effect of Cousins really has very little use for, for stud perimeter wide receivers. Uh, yeah. and, and that I think the offense next year is also going to just go through – uh, Crowder and Reed and I think Vernon Davis will be yeah. back and that's going to be the money and it's like somebody was like you know who else does that Tom Brady also you know dominates yeah. without stud perimeter wide receivers and that's just what's happening here uh, that's fine I'm fine with that it's working yeah um VD rolling we hit Harris dirty word Maurice Harris is um is the undrafted uh rookie free agent uh wide receiver who's getting some playing time with Doxon on IR and with Deshaun Jackson um injured today and I think he only caught three balls but two two of them were key first downs this guy is somebody that fans are trying to latch onto because he's six foot three and I think he's a keeper all right dirty work is also my favorite Steely Dan song also we need to pick up the pace on Brent's notes abrupt <laughs> motion abrupt motion shift we've hit that yep. was second quarter to we first did. quarter to first to second quarter CT disgusting fumble hate to harp on this it's Chris Thompson at the very end of the first half with less than a minute left he fumbled in Redskins territory and it directly led to seven points it was brutal I mean it, that easily could have cost them the whole game it led to the men TD 005 that's the the late uh first half touchdown you hate Giving yep. up points at the end of the half. How the anything else to add to that one? Just a ballsy call that they went for the touchdown instead of kicking a field goal with only five yep. seconds left, and it worked. Yep. Cuz comes out dealing second half. Yep. That's just you know we said that first drive after the um, after halftime he really looked sharp. Many fourth uh, men four D bluff. That's when they tried to draw him offside. That one made me chuckle because they are so bad in short yardage. There was no way they were running that play. <laughs> Fat Rob will keep job. Love the rhyme. Uh, what, what do you say about <laughs> Rob today? He looks really good. He had 22 for, I think, 97. There's no way Matt Jones is getting his job back next week. I think Fat Rob is the is the best ball carrier on the team right now. I love him. Grant blows. That goes against the family language of this podcast, <laughs> but we might let it slide. Grant blows. What you got? Ryan Grant is a coach's favorite who got um, a bunch of snaps today, again, because Deshaun Jackson was hurt. Gruden always talks about how he's such a hard worker, runs great yeah. routes. He's a blocker, yeah. but the guy sucks on Sundays. Get him, uh, wow. Th- wow. Like it is. 38 rough game. 38. Kendall Fuller, uh, the Redskins rookie who's had a really nice year coming on as a slot cornerback. Um, he got kind of abused by Stephon Diggs through much of this game. Interestingly, they were high school teammates. Um, He's a rookie. That's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's nothing to – you know, I still think very bright future. Love him. Uh, but they kind of did work on him. Diggs is, is uh, no no lie, about to be like an elite level right. wide receiver. People don't know much about him. If Bridgewater were playing this year, Diggs would be even better. Yep. Um, I, don't, I don't worry too much about that. 21 colon four plays in third <laughs> quarter, six parentheses, six <laughs> points in parentheses. That's like an algorithm I put there. Yeah, what, what you got? Uh, there was a stretch in that third quarter where the Redskins ran 21 plays to the Vikings four, but they only Ooh. came up with a they, – they only they only won that stretch by six to yeah. nothing. So it just speaks to their inefficiency in the red zone. You'd like more, absolutely. You'd like to, you'd like to not be um, – as you're playing the bend but don't break defense, you'd like to break through a few times on offense and not just bend. Right. But it's a lot when you're when you're eating up the time. Uh, where's the other team down? 88 over 11. 
Uh, Pierre Garcon is 88 and Deshaun Jackson is 11. This is this time this, to move on. The, the, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. this game was just a perfect example of, uh, um, you know, Garcon is not the sexiest or the flashiest, and and Deshaun Jackson is quite sexy. But um, Cousins has a has a really nice rapport with Garcon. He's dependable, reliable. He's sturdier. And if they keep one and not the other, I think it's got to be Garcon at this point. And especially if you know Cousins, you it was sort of a. Well, he can be a special teams guy, and you hope he could play the three-four wide receiver. And now he looks like he might be a uh, uh, a two wide, a legit Crowder, yeah, wide yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah. What did I say, cousin? Sorry, I, I meant Crowder. Yep. Um, Crowder's a legit two wide receiver, so that makes that easier. Way heroic hold. Tressway's the punter, and he's the he's the holder on place kickers. And the the fifty yarder that um, that Dustin Hopkins hit to put the Redskins up towards the end was there was kind of a sloppy snap, and Tressway made an awesome hold. Got those laces out. Nine ninety four int <laughs> ninety four int slash orgasm. Once again, challenging the family based uh, values of this program. But go ahead. I'm sure it was that was nice kind of stream of consciousness notes right there. Uh, dry, dry time for the married guy with the uh, with, with young kids. That was. Is that what I should read about? Not going to touch it. Preston Smith, Preston Smith, uh, huge second half to his rookie season, disappointing first half to his sophomore season, but broke out enormously today with two sacks and incredibly athletic, basically one-handed interception that he tipped to himself. It was so awesome. I erupted after that game. Well, maybe that's the wrong choice of words, right, Hayes? It was sweet. Uh I got to ask, unrelated, unrelated, does Andrea listen to the podcast? Never. Okay. I, I, maybe I'll even edit out or bleep her name. Andrea's Mrs. Burgundy blog, for those Ms. wondering. Mrs. Burgundy blog, sorry. Uh, field goal, <laughs> F, FG Mania uh, is your final one. FG Mania. It's field goal mania. Dustin Hopkins, again, you know, we talked about their red zone struggles. He kicked four field goals in the second half, and Huge. they didn't score a touchdown, but. It's it's one of the it's it's sort of a, a paradox where you never want to settle for field goals, but it's always nice when your field goal kicker has a perfect day and just starts crushing field goals. Especially to got... bounce back from the huge overtime miss in London. Yep, no, it helps to gain confidence in your field goal kicker. Um, those are the only notes that I was sent today for our podcast. I don't know if any other listeners or or fans of listeners would like to hear other people's notes, but I just. I if I can't read anyone's notes if I wasn't sent them is all I'm going to say about that. I don't see any other notes uh, either. It's just Brent's notes. I was I've not received any, so we can uh, we can close on that. And uh, do you have anything to say about the Packers? I sort of talked about how it sets up for the next few games. What's your take on the Packers and sort of expectations uh, in, in a final summation here? I didn't watch today, but I, I'm kind of feeling like this wasn't so much. Oh, they lost. They're going to come out. Um, you know, d- d- yeah, like like pissed and ready. Like I think the Packers might be kind of falling apart a little bit. So it, it feels like a good time to be getting them. Um, I'm I'm glad they don't have momentum right now. I think that uh, next week's winnable too. They have real problems, and I would say it's it's a good one to have at home as opposed to yeah, the road. Yeah. Uh, but didn't help but us in know, the playoffs last year, of course. But yeah, but but also you know what else it is, right? What's that? You know what what time that you're playing the Packers, right? Ooh. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess we'll see if these new Redskins are are. Uh, are... You think, do you, all right, now all you know, we talked about cliches about bye week. All joking aside, do you think that this is a legit test of that maturity, a prime time game? I think that's think fair. That, 
I think that's I think fair. That matters. All right. You know, I, they've I, showed over the course of last year and this year that they're a much better team now on the road. So it could be time to start breaking that narrative about uh, primetime suckitude. I think that's kind of true. And the two seasons leading up to the Super Bowl season for the Panthers, you know, I always like that tie in. You know, they were only getting primetime games based off the opponent if it was a national opponent. Right. And oftentimes, when, when as a Panther fan, you knew, man, we're better than these Giants or we're better than these whoever, you know, the national team, you also knew that that, that national team knew what it was like to be a big-time TV game. They were going to have pride. So I do think you'll get the Packers' best shot. Again, some more sports cliche, but uh, but yeah, it should be a good test. So right on. We'll see, and regardless of how it goes down, we will discuss it here on Burgundy Blogcast. For Brent, the man behind Burgundy Blog, I am Sports Channel 8's Hayes Permont. Peace! Peace.